and welcome to the best thing we watched this week. We're back, Chris, Movies and Munchies, Ruben from the Ruby Tuesday. Thank you so much for joining us once again. If you're new, uh, not to the world, but to us, then uh, you're welcome. If you're new to the world, what are you, you, doing you must online? have a higher magic brain power. Amazing. Uh, this week, we're changing it up again because we're doing our top five things, well, five series that Netflix cancelled they, that they shouldn't have. Uh we're going to be talking about that, so we're going to get into that in a minute. Don't forget, we have our Christmas special uh, that's dropping on Christmas Day. Uh, obviously, we're not going to be recording it on Christmas Day, the day before, actually, I think. But Die Hard, is it a Christmas movie or is it not a Christmas movie? Uh, if you want to be mentioned maybe in the podcast, leave us a comment and we'll put up your name there. Talk about a few of the discussions there. I'm really looking forward to that. And then at the end of this episode, uh, if you want to get the extra content, please find us wherever you find your podcasts, uh, wherever you listen to them, Spotify, Apple, iTunes, uh, you name it. We're on there. We're going to be talking about the best thing we watched this week and some entertainment news. Uh, But let's get into it. I'm excited to talk about this one, Chris. But first, how are you? I am well, thank you. I have spent this week on jury duty and i get to spend the next week on jury duty i just i i I, that's a thing i like in the uk that we see like in the movies i got called up to jury duty let me let me find a way to get out of it uh that's normally how i see it in the films Uh, i know it's a thing but i've never actually met anyone that went to so so how was that can what can you tell us i'm sure that's not like uh, i I, I can't really tell it's totally legal yeah i can't tell because tell us everything yeah because the case is going is ongoing you can't really say anything about it but it's just the um it's an interesting process um you know it is not not like what you see in the movies at all damn it i mean it is (laughs) i spent two days in jury selection listening to the exact same questions to groups of people you know uh and so it you know, in the movies or the show, they just are there, boom, and then the case happens, and you have the court, you know, the the lawyers wandering around and yelling at things and pointing, and it's very <laughs> dramatic. And um, that's not the case that's so far. Not yet. What happens? No, no. Ah, so. man, I would be so disappointed. <laughs> I, I, I want, I'm waiting for somebody to be like, "You can't handle the truth." I'm like, okay, well, I'll back off. Someone to do the amazing speech that that has no relevance and actually right. isn't what lawyers do at all. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, that has been my, uh, this, this last week and then will be my forthcoming week also. Okay. So, yeah. So it'll be interesting. Um, I don't know. I'll probably so get paid for that. Right. Uh, luckily I, I don't know. know. I don't know if I do. Oh, yeah. Normally. Yeah. You get a, a pittance. Like it's not even worth okay. your time. Um, all right. But uh, most people's jobs will will reimburse you or not make All you right. take vacation or anything like that just because yeah, it's that's cool. you know civic yeah. duty and stuff. It's not fair. It's it's you have to. Yeah, yeah. basically because you're it's national service. Y- yes, yes, it's compulsory yeah. volunteerism. Um so we're voluntold, <laughs> you know. Um, Would you please come? But you have to. <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> it. Yes. So anyway, yeah. So next week maybe I'll be able to at least highlight a little bit of what it was. Not necessarily really the case, because I'm not sure that's important. Can you do a courtroom drama for us? We'll just set it up. We'll do like, yeah. this week on, on uh, <laughs> Movies and Munchies. In the American criminal <laughs> justice system. Exactly. I'll buy some handcuffs, and I'll be like, I'm innocent. Uh, and and uh, you, you can... 
<laughs> yes. Oh, that'll be good. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. We've made our own Netflix show, but talking about Netflix. Uh, yeah, this was an interesting week. Um, it was pretty tough to get a top five because actually when looking at it, Netflix have canceled a lot. And they've canceled a lot of good shows, really, really top shows. I've noticed the pattern of two to three seasons, and, and it feels like when they're just mm. getting going, um, they're obviously those anomalies that get the one, but two to three seasons, they're just getting going, have a fan base, are, are ridiculously high in the um, audience and critic scores, but get canceled. And some of them don't even seem to be costing that much to make. So I know COVID was uh, a big part of some of those that got cancelled, but some of them, I just, it boggles your mind. You're like, why? Why? You've got a big fan base on some of these titles. Especially, so, well, especially when they don't cancel ones that you look at, like, who's watching this? Nobody's watching this. Exactly. This is, this yeah, yeah. is poo, exactly. and yet you have yeah. continued on. Why are you doing that? Uh, so I posed to my audience the, the the question, and here are some of their suggestions of things that shouldn't have been cancelled. So Sherry J, she says, as crude, it, crude as it was, I really liked Teenage Bounty Hunters. And uh, she was very sad to hear that it was cancelled. Dirk Gently is one that's been mentioned last Laszlo's son. Adrian Beltran said Anne with an E. Uh, K.A. said, I loved Spinning Out. Did, do you remember that? It was an ice skating series. Oh, I, uh, it was actually quite good. Was it was it? quite dark. Okay. I yeah. didn't see it. but um, A few Jupiter's Legacies, but I think people confused. They they thought maybe there was meant to be more, but that was always meant to be a one and done, much like uh, Super Crooks. Mm. Uh, Grand Armies, Altered Carbon. Um I think most people thought that the first season was great and the second season wasn't so, which is why it didn't get um, a continuation. So there's lots of Sense8. Yeah, lots mm. of uh, The Order, Cursed, all of those up there. And Ragnarok, one I didn't even know was being cancelled. But the third season is the last season, which is very sad. Uh, why? Because I was really enjoying that. Yeah, especially the second season. <laughs> really right yeah, they were really getting into that law yeah and when they i mean once loki has really embraced loki i, I didn't know that was being canceled that i didn't either that that, oh, hurts, that does hurt oh goodness yeah. okay well, that's, would you would you like you, apparently you rank them right i uh you tentatively rank I, tentatively them. yeah i think it's it's those that i was like you know some were like eh, i mean i'm bummed that it was canceled like you know i was enjoying yeah. it to then the are you freaking kidding me you know you <laughs> that so that is I'm, yes so i did rank them well just yes yeah yeah totally okay um cool. so what's that your number five then my number five let's see i didn't number them so i do want to make sure i still have five on there because i had more than five at the beginning okay so yes <clears throat> the first one this one only got one season and it came okay. out I don't know which year it came out either at the beginning of 2020 or maybe it was 2019, but it was Messiah. Yes. This. I, okay. So it international, the globe hopping. Um, I liked, you know, uh, I, I think I liked the, the spiritual aspect, the religious aspect that they brought in there. Um, mm. But it was still, 
really questioning a lot of things. And um, yeah, it it made it real. Uh, I like the the bringing forth of the the Messiah storyline into a modern era. Mm-hmm. I thought that was clever. So it kept it relevant, but kept that religion in there. And pushed a lot of buttons that I thought they were quite brave to do. Yes. Um, I knew some people were going to be really upset with when watching this. Yeah. It's one of those like, oh, I know some people that are not going to like this. But the storytelling was so good. It really was. Yeah. And I mean, I they, the character, the, he was mysterious enough. And they held they held the the portions of the story so close to the chest with just eking out a little bit of information here or there on certain spots where you're like, well, is he telling the truth? Is he just a kook? You know, and what's going on? And then when we get towards the end to the the season finale, it's like, oh, wow. Okay, so now where are they going to go? Because they reveal, I mean, that he has healed people like that. Yeah. But then you... So you're thinking, is it a hoax? Is it a trick? Is it real? Yeah. Is he actually? And then Netflix will not answer that for us. <laughs> Never ever will we find out. No. And um, so one of my f- subscribers, one that I trust that's, that's been around for a while, uh, commented on the thread of the things. And apparently Messiah was one due to COVID. Uh, so that must have been early days of COVID, though, because it's been quite a while. Yeah. Well, and I know um, that, I mean, you know, they traveled a bunch of locations within that mm. within that story so i can see how that could could be impacted yeah but, if you wanted to keep the same sort of storyline i guess it'll be tough yeah but i mean like we had mm, i don't know i i almost think though that you can you can recreate places you know what i mean like or even if there are sets yeah yeah there's and, a stage is like <laughs> and and okay so covid is still happening i'm not discounting that but like Productions have moved forward in safe manners. Yeah, we've gotten films since then. Yeah, and big budget ones, and yeah. So why not just yeah. pause on this or take longer? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. To then just you know get it out because we know that some series they take two or three years and then boom, here it comes. Well, part of that was because either it wasn't written or you know they were making sure that they're doing it right. I mean, even like we talked about last week with Doctor Strange, how they're doing these reshoots. Mm. Well, that's because they wanted to get it right, you know? And so, yeah. okay, I'm willing to wait longer if it's better. And so I think Netflix maybe got a little jumpy on the gun there to be like, oh, I'll just cancel yeah, that. Yeah, it does. That was, a, I mean, one of the my best viewed reviews, uh, huge in numbers, and everyone's that I saw the same. Yeah. So it had, it, to me, that is often when you can tell has, you know, is the following big? Because I have like, I'm a small little little like a droplet in the ocean that is youtube and if i get views then it must mean that you know there's a big following so yeah I, I was always surprised by that one yeah it really resonates with fans now i don't remember what mm. the um like what critics had said overall to it or whatever and it wasn't a perfect series but it was entertaining and it was engaging and it was one of those that i wanted to see more of and so which is actually why it's you know it's on my list because i'm yeah <laughs> i was absolutely. bummed that it was canceled no, I get that. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good one to have on the list. Um, so at the bottom of my list, um, not because it's not like doesn't deserve to be on the top, it's just because that's where it's ended up, uh, was the Dark Crystal Netflix series. Um, 
I totally understand why it got cancelled because the production value of that it costs so much. Yeah, it is huge. Um, but I'm, I guess I'm a little bit biased. I went to London and uh, I saw a screening of this uh, with my son, and then they had the sets there, mm. so you could go and see the costume design and everything they built. And then they had a Q and A with the two puppeteers, um, and they. Sh- basically showed you and told you told you how they did it uh, i don't know if you, you know they built the set so it was raised to uh, about the height of a person's neck uh, so that the puppeteers could walk they made these little tunnels mm. and then hold them up and that's how they did so they must have had like massively for hours and end uh doing puppeteering with your arms up like that yeah, it, anyway i loved the look of order i thought it was much darker than i remembered but if you go back and watch the original film You'll know that uh, that it, it was pretty dark yeah. for, uh, you know, it's in the era of Neverending Story. Mm-hmm. They kept it very much like um, Labyrinth, it, that sort of feeling with the music and, and the voice work. They did add CG in there to kind of make it feel that m- m- that much more n- naturalistic, mm-hmm. I guess, just just to have a bigger scale. And the story was really fun, but it just started going. They had a lot more to, they had a lot more story. Um and it's one they obviously thought that they were going to come back with. They had the original puppeteers workshop from, um, ugh, I forget the name, but the, the the geniuses behind that actually did was the same family that came back uh, and did. Oh, wow. uh, yeah, so I was I, I basically I was like, yeah, oh, this is the, everybody loves this, and everybody did it. It had like huge. Well, you're laughing, so maybe maybe you didn't, uh, but it had huge critic uh, response, and the audience loved it. So. I thought for sure we're going to get a second season of this. Yeah, I was. But no. I, I was surprised. I mean, I personally not a fan of it. Uh, it was just it weirded me out too much. I know, I, I know. Hey, I'm in the minority too, and I understand that. Um, <laughs> you know, because I know a lot of fans were like, "Oh my gosh, this is great!" or it brings back so much nostalgia. And that was mm. also part of the problem that I didn't enjoy the first one. You know, I, <laughs> it was just, it was like, okay. mm, this is not my thing. And, and that's okay. <laughs> you know, um, I'm going to stick with my regular Muppets and I'll be good there. Um, <laughs> I don't like this design. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it was, uh, I did appreciate the creepiness and what they were doing with the story and how, even how they were bringing in a little bit more modern into it, you know, just even into the storytelling. And so, yeah, I mean, I, well, I'm not personally upset that it's there. I, I'm just ambivalent. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not, uh, hey, it's canceled or, oh, that's terrible. It's just, okay. Yeah. Everybody in the comments, let Chris <laughs> know how wrong he is about oh. the Dark Crystal series. Oh, again, no, no, totally. I am in the minority. I completely <laughs> understand that. Fully, fully know that. <laughs> no, that's okay. You are totally allowed to be wrong, Chris. It's okay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Uh, you're welcome. <laughs> oh, <laughs> All right, what's, what, what's on your number four? Okay, well, uh, I am not okay with this. Ah. Um, ah. <laughs> this conversation? No, no. Um, the, <laughs> this this one, is actually my number one, so... Oh, well, yeah. then let's... But let's talk about it now. No, it's fine. You, we can talk about it now. Okay, okay. Well, I just... Because I know, I know what we're going to talk about for your number one, so... Yeah, <laughs> true, true. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah I... I like I didn't know what to expect going into this, and um, the the story grew on me. And it was a short series, if I remember correctly. I mean, it was only was. like what six yeah. episodes or something like that. And the episodes were short as well. Yeah, but 
like any great show, it hooked me almost right from the very beginning. I mean, you have very charismatic actors. The story, just her discovering this this thing that she can do, um, it hmm. it was slightly dark. I like that. I think if I remember correctly, it was also pretty violent. At it's moments. pretty gory. Yeah. yeah, and I'm like, oh, mm. I wasn't expecting that, and yet I'm loving it. Um, so it, yeah, I I I was really bummed when this one did. Excuse me, my heater is turning on in my house, and so it's um, <laughs> just causing all kinds of noise. Um, but yeah, I was shocked when it. When Netflix said, no, we're not going to continue this one on because I was first off, dude, you've had what, six episodes you've given us just, it ends to where a cliffhanger and it was massive cliffhanger. You you can't do that. Massive. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. So it's your number one. Why? I say if you took the supernatural power element out of it, it's still a really good coming of age series mm-hmm. that has really tight, quirky dialogue. And between her and her weird friend, <laughs> I mean, she's weird enough between her and her weird friend. I thought every single episode just snapped. It was like so punchy with the dialogue that I really wanted to know more about those characters. And then the caveat was having that supernatural story and finding her origin story, basically, of a superhero, but in a really real way that would probably be how we would react, you know, if we were young or got powers. And then that end ending moment was like, damn, I'm so invested into this. Now, I like, let's go. Six seasons in, I'll be all the way there. Only to find out, and I remember it was fairly soon after, yeah, that that they cancelled it. I was like, "What? No!" Yeah, yeah. It wasn't even like, yeah. I think it was like within maybe a week or something of it being released. Maybe maybe a little longer than that, but not too much. And I'm like, you, especially with how they end with that cliffhanger. Like you can't. Yeah. That's rude. (laughs) I mean, more. That is rude. It's upsetting. Yeah. I really hoped that it would be shopped else, like elsewhere, like mm-hmm. someone would be picked up, but it hasn't been yet. Sometimes you get those series that get rev- um, picked up by other networks. I mean, Netflix tends to do that, mm-hmm. um, but the, you do get the occasional. Oh, oh, that's we can do that. Adult Swim did that with uh, Bertie and mm. uh, something the animation series, and they've picked it up for a second series. So it does happen, but not yet, unfortunately. <sighs> Yeah, it it needs to happen, or Netflix needs to go. You know what? We've changed our mind, and we'll we'll bring it back. Because yeah, we were wrong. We accept that. Here you go. Yeah, it, all will be forgiven. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because we just want a really cool show <laughs> with great characters back. So please, yes. Oh. Yeah, so on my number four, and it's probably another one because last time I mentioned it, you didn't seem to like it as much as I did but for some reason my wife and I this is we love our kind of sitcom comedy uh, series um, we like a lot of American ones because that's like where we grew up it, it was uh, like in South Africa and then the UK it's really popular so you you know mm. from Friends to um, I was going to say Jesse New Girl oh yeah yeah uh, mm-hmm. I think yeah, yeah New Girl there's just a bunch 
that I like. So you take that kind of suburbia sitcom and then you add zombies and then you add a really interesting, weird arc because there were things happening in in this that I'd never seen done in a zombie series before. Uh, like, the, like I don't think it's a spoiler, but she coughs up the thing. Every zombie has a thing around ball, then it, and then it, it, it's a spider thing. And you're like, "What on earth is that?" And you're like, "Uh." Or, or when she starts losing fingers, and they're like, "Oh no, she really needs to eat." But then you have the conundrum of, "But we need. She needs to eat fresh brains." But then we're murdering people. I loved the the moral ambiguity of it, the justification of it. It's again like serial killers killing serial killers. They aren't serial killers, but they are family units. And it, till death do us part doesn't apparently doesn't uh, <laughs> doesn't come in here. So we got three seasons, but it just started. It felt like it just started on their their series run, their arc. They just opened up a massive arc. Like there were huge stories that were coming, uh, and there were like all these threads that were just left like wide open. Uh, Drew Barrymore, I, I love her in this this role, uh, but then you also have the daughter and the son. Well, no, the daughter who has a relationship with the geeky boy next door who's part of that relationship that we all wanted them to get together because he's the type of guy that doesn't get the pretty girl that's the storyline that we're going with and the father that doesn't know how to relate to his wife anymore because she's a zombie it's such a weird dynamic and interesting story and i thought for sure people are gonna get behind this it's great but unfortunately the viewership wasn't there this is santa clarita diet right did I not even say the I, name? I don't think yeah. you did. Santa Clarita died, people. <laughs> I knew what uh, it was. I just want to yeah. make sure. Yes. Yeah, um, Thank you, Chris. Yes. I'm glad you're awake. <laughs> no, I, yeah, this one, I didn't dislike this series. I just, it didn't hook me, I think, like it hooked mm. other people. Um, I did enjoy it. I love. You mean me. Yeah, exactly. Yes, other people. As in, <laughs> um, no, I really did. I liked, it's, is it um, Josh Duhamel? Is that who's yeah with? yeah? <clears throat> Josh, do how I, do you say his surname? Well, I've heard Duhamel. it. There, there was a, a, du, a Dumel. There, yeah. See, there was a superbike racer <laughs> with the same spelling of the last name, and they pronounced it right. Duhamel, but Duhamel. I don't know. That's very posh. Du, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, <laughs> like Josh and I are friends. I mean, come on, it's Duhamel, right? Of course. <laughs> Why wouldn't you be? Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> I liked their relationship, especially because, I mean, this is, I thought that this was kind of a newish type of thing because you have Drew Barrymore being the one who has to eat to survive. And now you have the husband who is trying to keep her secret, trying to still Mm. help her, but also knowing that there is danger within this relationship. Just not only, I mean, not only from exterior, you know what I mean, of like cops are being found out. or Yeah, no, like from that. her. She may get hungry in the middle of the night and I, want a snack. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's not going to end well. That should be your thumbnail. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, that was good. But <clears throat> so I did like that. And you're right. I mean, I see, I just didn't get far enough into the series. Um, mm. And it wasn't. It was it was one of those casual watches for me, I think, which okay. which I enjoyed. You know what I mean? It just wasn't something that I was like salivating that I yes, I have to watch this next episode or I have to watch this next season. And probably realistically, once I had heard that it was uh, either going to be canceled or it was canceled, the motivation to become invested in it drops way down. 
because yeah. I, I don't know. Is it going to end on a cliffhanger or have they wrapped it up? You know, um, sometimes yeah. we know we have series. It is that, tough, though. Yeah. You know, because sometimes, you know, you have series that they know that they're being canceled. And so they use that last season. They're given the opportunity to do a final season. And so they wrap up storylines yeah. as best they can or whatever. But not all the time. I mean, sometimes it's just like, no, we're not renewing you. Fun. Okay. So. Yeah. Sad. Yes. 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 <laughs> all of this is all sad. All of this is sad. <laughs> Welcome to the depressing show. Um, <laughs> uh, so um, what's on your... Uh, four? Uh, three? Three? Three. Three. Yeah. Three. Uh, it, hit and Run. That new one um, mm. that... Uh, I think it's it's partially Israeli, partially um, American co-production type of thing. Um, and, oh, the actor, the main actor's name um, escapes me. But he was in Fauda, and he was the creator yeah. of that. And I I love Fauda. I think that's a yeah. wonderful show. This one was, wasn't on par with that one, but I was getting engaged because you have – this this guy with a special forces uh, past but who's tried to move past it and come to find out that his wife who is just i mean we find out within the we we learn this in the very beginning of the episode of episode one that she's hit by a car and the car keeps going thus the name hit and run and she dies but then it's in his pursuit of finding out who she is and things begin to unravel and just you know more and more details about her hidden life come to pass and so you have this this guy who's believed one portion of this story that he thought was true and all mm. it really was was a big lie with little things of truth within there and him unraveling and then using his skills to go deeper down that rabbit hole and then pulling in his his press contact who can get different type of uh, information or different access and I think one of the things that I really enjoyed was once he comes to the United States, he acts like he's still in his country. So he'll go into the <laughs> like into the police station and demand things, and they're like, "What are you doing? Go away." Who are you? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is not how this works at all. And so you have you have frustration with then pile on fish out of water and not understanding that how things work in this area and yet still being driven to try and find out uh, so i was i was bummed that this one did get canceled because i i wanted i don't uh, most of my answers are still not most of my questions are still not answered that's really the right thing i mm. you know uh i mean they do answer some but they don't answer all of it and some of the i, I understand though also cuz i don't think that this one had a quite the large following that maybe Netflix That's said. As, as I was going to say, I think the reason why it didn't get picked up is because it didn't find its audience. Yeah. And I think a lot of that is to do with Netflix actually not putting it up on the front page. It wasn't there a lot. So people didn't know that there was this new series is quite quirky. You could you could have even mentioned from Fowder because Fowder actually has a nice cult following yeah. because people have some, I think people have come to it late, Fowder, but it's at the more... It, the more time goes on, the more people are coming to Fado, re realizing how I think cinematography-wise, Fado is incredible. Like it visually, mm -hmm. it's an intense series, but it, it visually, it's 
very, very excellent. Yes. Hit and Run felt a bit fresh as well. It, felt mm-hmm. it, it did something with the genre that we'd seen so many times. That fish out of water thing, but it's like a fish out of culture thing was <laughs> that, nice. That's it, and yes. The, yeah. Um, yeah, it didn't answer any of the questions really, and I guess we'll never know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, and what's funny, too, is like about Netflix not promoting it is they had run like a teaser trailer probably four or five months before the series came out. What? And then nothing. Nothing. Yeah. And so I don't know. It yeah. makes you wonder also, did they know they were going to cancel it? beforehand maybe which maybe they maybe it had already got cancelled internally so they they already spent the money buying the ip Mm -hmm. and then like okay well we'll just add a color losses which is sad because it probably had a long long way to go um okay so on my number three unless you want to talk more about the sadness Mm, of no no i'm good i'm good (laughs) uh dirk gently's holistic uh, how do I say this? I need to get this right. Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency. Um, I know it's one that you haven't seen. I've seen I think. one episode. I liked what okay. I saw so far, but yeah, I've only seen the one episode. Yeah, this scratched my my weird ometer, and I was I was hooked. My wife and I sat there basically with our jaws open, but like also with smiles on our faces. So it's like. Just craziness ensued. You know, if, if I say to you, cat turns into shark, uh, it's great. Uh, Elijah Wood. It is a detective thing. So the whole premise really is this guy who is a detective, but he doesn't have any clues. He just follows the universe's clues, uh, which if you just think about that for a second, it leads you all over the place. But we have weird science fiction, really out there things. You have Elijah Wood's quirkiness that he brings to mm. um, a series like this. But then you have the writing from this creator, which is very well respected here in the UK. In fact, there was an original series before the Netflix ones, like a BBC version oh, wow. of it, that is quite well respected. And I believe the reason why it never got picked up for a third is because there was internal fighting with mm. writer or... Uh, like author and those who owned the rights and so Netflix just didn't want to continue being in the middle of that so they went yeah okay we're just we're not going to pursue trying to get it like over the fence for a third we'll just let them deal with whatever was going on with that which is unfortunate however if you still want more of the stories and you haven't heard all of them from the books you can get them on vinyl ooh (laughs) it's very very cool oh Uh, that's fun and it Opens like you know, like those old stories that you heard in the radio. Yeah, uh, yeah, so cool. Definitely worth. If you have a vinyl record, there's a couple of these stories um, on vinyl, like over like three records, which I think is definitely worth it. So if you're sad about that, that's something you can do. I'm sure you can find it just like on podcasts or, or stuff like that. Buy it on iTunes. But come on, vinyl. But vinyl is so cool it's so different and it it makes it weird a little bit weird and you kind of want to keep keep it like that in that genre so yeah have haven't got enough praise to talk think about it like in the hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy that sort of quirkiness and then you're on the right path because it is douglas adams right he's the one who wrote yeah okay yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah. yeah it matches perfectly and i love yeah. i know most people didn't love the movie or like the movie even with uh, martin freeman 
Mm. Brilliant. I loved it. I, I watched it. Yeah, I'm a huge I'm a huge fan. I mean, the, the books are always better. But... Totally. But this one was a lot of fun. Okay. The, I mean, I could I could talk about The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy movie for hours. Um, that and um, The Fifth Element. I could just talk for hours Maybe on those two films. You and I should just do that one time. We should. I'm not sure if anybody's <laughs> going to listen, but hey. No one's going to listen, but we're just going to talk <laughs> about those two films. <laughs> Both of them, so quotable. So... <laughs> That's yeah, absolutely. We'll just do quotes. <laughs> All podcasts and quotes. There you Amazing. Go. Oh, that's wonderful. Oh, okay. So how many seasons was um, Dirk Gently's? Was, was it two? two? It got okay. two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Bummer. Bummer. Okay. Well, uh, my next on my list is um, actually one of your commenters had mentioned it, and it's uh, Teenage Bounty Hunters. Yeah. This nice. one um, <clears throat> caught me off guard. Really, uh, because I agree, one hundred percent. They also changed the name for Netflix because I think it had um, sexy. Was it sexy teenage bounty hunters or something like that in the the original title or from the which I, that weirds me out. I think that's a good. I think that's a good move. I, I do too because yeah. as as an adult and then an adult male watching it, it, that just doesn't. That's gross. Um, so just you have teenage bounty hunters. The premise is you have these two twin sisters who stumble into accidentally um, helping a real bounty hunter catch a a, um, a bail jumper, the skip. And um, they then decide that that's something that they want to try and do because they need money. And yeah. it unrolls from there. Now you have um, first... Oh gosh, there's so much to love in this show. I mean, the writing is incredibly funny. The two leads, the two girls, first off, are they work really well, and they both uh, they're very similar, and yet they're wildly different. And they 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 come from and they go to they come from a really strict religious family, and they they go to a religious school, and so it's very buttoned down and almost holier than thou mm. type of thing, you know, and repression. Yeah. And, and so you have one who's trying to stick by that and one who is blatantly just like, screw it. <laughs> I will, <laughs> I will toe the line while I'm here kind of, but my life is totally different outside of school. Um, and then, so you, so you have those two, d- the dynamic between them and just their pursuits and what they're trying to, you know, trying to accomplish as they try and get more money because they, they kind of enjoy doing this. But then you have Kadeem Hardison who was in, uh, the first time I think I ever saw him was in what a different world, and seeing him older now, mm. and which it actually took me a moment to realize that it was him. But I love <laughs> him. I mean, he was like the bright spot among bright spots within this show. Like I, I loved the two girls together. I loved a lot of the cast. But then you have him, and he's just dry and sarcastic and he's done and he does he doesn't he tolerates these two girls just enough you know and he has like in his yeah he was great the phone he has like the blonde one and the brunette one. he doesn't even know their names doesn't care about their names and yet they still come to him and so he uses them a little bit to to help get bail jumpers and the 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 banter the storytelling and they interwove a mystery within there which then we get mm. to the the season the ser- well, the series finale the finale yeah yeah and they drop a bombshell and you're like wait whoa and then nothing again we <laughs> and I thought this one 
had a pretty decent following from, you know, I thought the maybe not the critic response, but the audience response I thought was pretty good. I thought people were jumping on board with this one. And I, so I don't know. I don't know why Netflix decided that they weren't going to continue it. But this is another one that I really wish that somebody else would pick up um, or Netflix would just go, yeah. I'm wrong. We were wrong. We're willing to fix this. So Yeah. Uh, I was, I mean, again, it's one that I, I really expected to switch off and not review, not enjoy. I, it's one I thought I shouldn't be enjoying this. And then I was three episodes in and it's like, this is really fun. Uh, and I think it's that juxtaposition for like these teenage girls with in a situation of bounty hunting uh, often find themselves in ridiculous circumstances and somehow manage to sometimes catch a guy with the help of the guy that actually can do his job. Um, and the, the fact that he is so dry and they're often are so irritating, but I think they were meant to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and him really not taking any of their nonsense. I think that worked well. Uh, but seeing them in that situation with the guys that they were meeting were like really nasty, mm-hmm. some of them. Um, but they're not nasty. They're just happy-go-lucky, fluffy teenagers, right? Uh, but also somehow have a natural talent to actually bounty hunting, uh, which is also fun. Yeah. And and then with that storyline in there, I just thought it was quite quirky and different. It's a different take on the genre, you know, the, the cop bounty hunter thing that we've seen before. Um, reminded me a little bit of Buffy because you have like this single young teenager who's out there uh, fighting bad guys, but also having to do the school thing, uh, having to still do life, you, you know, the girl things like, what am I going to wear today? And, you know, all the funny things that you see in these kind of teenage series. But then go, but by night, I'm a bounty hunter, uh, which the, the juxtaposition is so fun. And I thought I thought for sure that we were going to get more of this one. It definitely felt like it had an air of people were watching it. Mm-hmm. Um, it does beg the question, if Netflix are going to cancel all these, uh, the series that are left on massive cliffhangers, whether they should greenlight an individual hour long story just to you know satisfy fans somewhat because you definitely are alienating fans more and more Mm -hmm. as you cancel them how many times have you heard the conversation now where people go unless the series has three or four seasons i don't want to start it because i no longer trust netflix or a lot of other networks because i don't want to find myself invested in a great Mm storyline get halfway through okay they have a year to go and do the next season and in the middle of that year they get cancelled so we'll never know and then it only takes if so many times for that to happen to you go no i'm just going to watch a movie because yeah. a movie i know i'm safe with yeah. i have a you know a, a rounded perspective that you beginning middle and end it's yeah. fine unless i'm watching harry potter you know one to eight or, or something <laughs> that's going to take a while sure. People now are like, how many seasons has it got? I've heard this question said yeah. to me. Uh, it's five. Oh, five. Great. Uh, it's just started. Uh, maybe I'll wait a while. Yeah. Yeah. I think so too. I think, <clears throat> excuse me, that, yeah, Netflix is, um, and, and all the streaming platforms that, that cancel a show, well, and even probably on air broadcast stuff too. You know, the, mm. and I understand, you know, you take a chance with some of these and you don't know how they're going to, respond with the audience but i think that that some of that should be taken into account too you know and i can understand yeah. like if nobody is watching this show and you cancel it and you have five people that are upset 
eh, okay, nobody was watching the show. But when you have these massive appeals and that they still cancel it, that, <clears throat> yeah, from a longevity standpoint, and then I think what you do is you set up a progression of harming future series. You know, so yeah, when you... exactly. You, this series is coming out. Well, nobody's watching it. Well, that's because you've canceled three of their other favorites and they don't. <laughs> yeah. They're waiting now. We don't, we're waiting. Yeah. We just, we don't trust it. Yeah. We'll wait until you greenlit three at once and then like three seasons back to back. Then, yeah, we'll come and watch this. Yeah. And then it's a yeah. broken cycle, right? Because yeah. they're, they're not going to greenlight unless it's popular, but nobody's going to watch unless they know <laughs> there's more. And yeah, but then you also so have bad. some of those weird ones. Like uh, we were talking, oh, several weeks ago, uh, that you were watching. Like when the second season, I think, had dropped, they immediately announced the third, and it took away. Oh, you right? Was it you? Yeah. Maybe the third yeah. season. You <clears throat> yeah, and it took away any like danger or peril that might Tension. happen. Yeah, yeah, from like well, yeah, that was before it had dropped. Uh, season three. Oh, we've announced season four, and the whole premise is you never know whether your protagonist is going to get caught or taken out. I was like, oh, I guess he's still around then. Okay. Yeah, that, that lessens your. I mean, give it a, give it a month and say, hey, we've renewed it, you know, or <laughs> yeah, or especially since it's not coming out like for another year, so it's not going to harm their marketing strategy. It in, in fact, it'll probably just get people watching again. Put it out in a, a, a month time, and then people will be like, "I've forgotten." Uh, oh yeah, I really need to finish that. Yeah, yeah, really strange. Yeah, decision. Well, especially when a storyline contains mystery like that, because you know we think yeah. about we we talked. I think the same time that we were talking about you, and that was also with uh, what Jack Jack Ryan, how they had announced yeah. like, "Oh, season three and four are coming." Well okay, you know what, that's a book series. We know that he has a really longevity and we started earlier than some of these, you know, some of the movies have been. So we know he has a big career and we've seen, you know, progressions of his career. So that that's less of a hindrance. I mean, I think in that instance, it's like, ooh, okay, good. I know two more seasons are coming. I want to see that. But when mm. you have a mystery or something where your your protagonist, your antagonist, whoever, you're, you're like... Ooh, are they going to make it this time? And if you take <laughs> all of that away, oh, that that ruins my excitement for right now. Uh, <laughs> anyway, <nah. laughs> uh, so before we get into my number two, which is your number one, I presume it is. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. It is. Uh, I thought we <laughs> would do some honorable mentions. Okay. Yes. Yep. Uh, so the the three that I have on here is Sense Eight, Glow, and Anne with an E. Now I haven't seen Anne with an E, but I've put it on there because Anne with an E is the one fan base that I see on pretty much every single Netflix announcement on Twitter on trailers. It's yes, but bring back Anne with an E. Uh, hashtag bring back and I have to give it to the fan base for that series like I was like it's the one thing that keeps reminding me like I really should watch that because they're so emphatic about how amazing the show was and obviously didn't answer the questions or, or they just weren't satisfied with the ending I know it got three seasons so it wasn't like it was one mm -hmm. uh, but yeah and similar thing could be said about Sense8 now I wasn't a massive fan of Sense8 but I understood that it was a really interesting premise it was the Wachowskis so it had some some uh, 
I guess, creativity around it. If you think like the creativity mm-hmm. of The Matrix, uh, and then you add in a really interesting dynamic of eight people that are able to sense each other and have different abilities through that, uh, which is why it's called Sense8. Um, it was very graphic in the way or with its... Um, I mean, that's what I remember from the series, very sexual mm-hmm. in parts, uh, which didn't f- flick my switch. There were like the pursuit there was one scene that was like a massive orgy and i didn't understand the need for it uh but it did get picked up for a second season and i believe people loved the second season mm-hmm. and then because of the love of that they got like this christmas special oh. uh which i think kind of helped to wrap it up but it it didn't it felt like it was just starting and that's another one that fans were pretty upset with so i thought like in my honorable mentions i definitely mentioned those two and then glow glow Oh, was yeah. one of those that I thought was going to keep going. It had a really good fan base. Mm-hmm. People were enjoying it, male and female, even though it was about women and wrestling. The unique storytelling, it wasn't about the wrestling. It was about the women and the lives that they had to live in a time that didn't really like women in as wrestlers, uh, but were showcasing some incredible... Um, I was going to say gumption, but incredible moves that even some of the guys wouldn't be able to do. And they were wrestling with guys and pulling out these things that was such a great show. I mean, anybody that watches wrestling knows it's a show, but you don't mind that it's a show. Like if you've ever watched WrestleMania, you know, you're watching a soap, but on uh, guys throwing each other around and, you know, like, you did what? I can't believe you said that about my girlfriend. I heard about you and so to so. And, you know, it's, it's that sort of quirkiness. So you get that. But then you see their daily lives and mm-hmm. what it's like for them to live around that. And it, it was really interesting. And I thought, uh, particularly the scripting with the, the character development was really strong. I was really surprised because it felt like one that Netflix was behind. Yeah. And then it was just, yeah, it was just done. Yeah, because I want to say that that was one of their first original series. Probably, maybe. yeah, up there. Yeah. You know, or at least the one maybe maybe not first but i mean at least one that was getting a lot of backing from them mm. you know a lot of marketing a lot of just buzz around even internally from them and then pushed out externally yeah hmm. yeah i've watched yeah. i haven't watched all the seasons but what i've seen of it uh, i've enjoyed i mean i like the characters a lot and so that and the dynamics. I love the personas that they come up with uh, <laughs> yeah. in, in the wrestling the outfits and how they sometimes change that. And so you get to follow the storyline of how they come up with that, uh, their storylines on the wrestling. I thought that was yeah really yeah. fun, very different. Yeah. So have you got any honorable mentions or uh, have we <clears throat> tackled them all? And I have one um, and it's not one that uh, that I'm like absolutely heartbroken about, but I enjoyed it. It was the regulars. And it was that mm. um, the 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 group of like uh, orphan misfit orphan typing kids, yeah, yeah, with mm. um, in Sherlock Holmes's world, and so they yeah. really, you know, he kind of hires them to to do this, and it took a it took a supernatural bent to it, and I I mean I had fun with it, like I didn't think this yeah I really liked <clears> it, yeah, you know I mean it wasn't like like I was dropping everything and pushing grandchildren and and old people out of the way to get to the TV to do that. But <laughs> I mean, I had fun with it, you know, and I think that was, that, you know, you can sit down. Unfortunately, <laughs> that, that was a series that was targeted by a lot of people that thought the series was woke. Um, hmm. 
yeah and a lot of the comments were negative about oh here we have people that are you know of different color and stuff in london like that then that wouldn't happen so they're trying to make it relevant now there was that was a lot of it and it got a lot of bad publicity that way which is disappointing because i actually thought it that wasn't relevant um i think it was actually based on the graphic novel yeah. series mm-hmm. and it was a really fun take on the sherlock holmes story it was really different uh, the sets were cool. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I, li- I mm. like the world that they made for us and that they put yeah. us in. I mean, I thought it was, you know, it was gritty and it was grayish and, it, you know, it fit. And that, yeah, it's too bad. Because, I mean, who, in this series, the what the characters looked like was was not, I, I, I don't even understand Shouldn't that argument, no. right? Yeah. No. Yeah, anyway, yeah, they they, they were people. <laughs> yeah. That's where that conversation should end. <laughs> they, they, exactly. They, okay. People are people. It's yeah. fine. Yeah. 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 Anywho, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm disappointed because that's definitely my cup of tea: fantasy, mystery, Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, taking all my boxes. Yeah, that I was upset about that. Um, one I didn't mention was Cursed. Um, mm. It was the Merlin story. Um, yes. About the sword. Um, and then we had the wizard, the drunken wizard, who I think stole the show. I think he was incredible. One of the Skarsgård brothers, um, I believe, mm. played Merlin. And uh, he was incredible. Like every every scene he was in, he was brilliant. And uh, for that reason alone, I, I would watch just him talking to himself, like a, a reading a phone book. Yeah, I think it is brilliant. So. Uh, not massively upset because I kind of expected it. It was expensive series mm-hmm. um, and there didn't seem to be a huge following and not everybody liked it. It was mixed response. Uh, but yeah, again, fantasy, yeah. Merlin, all, all, all the things that I like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, I wasn't, I, yeah, yeah. 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 You weren't, you weren't all the way there I, with that. No, no, I did. Um, there were portions of it that I did like. So that was, I mean, mm. and I, I appreciate what they were doing. I think the story was the thing that didn't really grab me, if I'm remembering right. correctly. And that, mm. you know, that just is what it is. But cool. Okay. Any more in your, your honorable mentions no. before you get to your number two? Mm-mm. No. Okay. We'll go for it. Okay. So the OA <laughs> is even sad <laughs> to talk about now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What are you doing, Chris? It's so weird. <laughs> no, the OA, the first time you watch the characters doing the movements, the hand movements, you're like, what on earth is this? It's so weird. I love it. Like, you, you, you're hooked. And then you watch more episodes and you're like, what is this about? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm really intrigued where this is going. Because either they're all mentally unstable or they are actually going to start traveling world no it can't be and it always plays with your mind until that ending moment you knew and you're like holy crap it's real it's real y'all and then we had to wait two years for season two uh which was incredible i mean it it was as good because it just built on what they had already started and they went more into the law there was a, a a sentient giant octopus which i was like this is my favorite character ever now i want more of this forever like i love it i love it i love it uh and then they canceled it 
not before the writers told us because they were so excited about season two coming out we've mapped out and written all five seasons and you're like woohoo yeah we can get invested man uh, and you're cancelled yeah this is my number one and that and for that for yeah. everything you said i mean the first season they set it up so well because we have an absolutely unreliable narrator throughout the entire thing i mean she has been gone disappeared kidnapped and now has uh, has appeared and we get little glimpses to her past to then but her calling herself the oa and she believes this this thing about her and she begins to draw in people from the from the surrounding area and i love that it's most of them were students but she also gets um Phyllis from the office um yeah as an adult who's willing to to listen and to be like yeah i believe you and they practice this movement and just yeah the the ending of season one gave me chills it actually just gave me chills thinking about it because (laughs) as you have the drama unfolding of what's going on at the school and then you know there's it's, I'm just going to spoil it in case you haven't watched. There's a gunman that comes. And you have these kids start standing up, this, this group, and they start doing these movements. And it is... It's so powerful. It is. And the way that it's shot, the way that the story is edited together in that moment is just crazy. And then you have, even you have the kid running after the ambulance at the end. And, oh... And then we go and take me with you. Yeah. And season two is just as bizarre. Um, but now yeah. we have the instance of we know that oh this this is real because she wakes up in a different spot and it's like she's in like someone else's body, but it's not someone else's body. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, and I think I think really the biggest thing, and there was it was actually it was trending for quite a while on at least was trying to trend on Twitter was you know hashtag save the OA because yeah. you're right when when the writers said we have the entire rest of the series mapped out we know where we're going we know what it's going to do to then have the plug pulled from it to be like no we're yeah. not doing it. I'm sorry, what? Because, and this was this is one of those that makes you scratch your head because not only was their audience huge praise by the audience, it was a critical success. I mean, Massive. critics yeah, high loved this. Yeah. And yeah. it was niche and weird. And yet you still are pulling in wide swaths of people to watch this. I. This is, I mean, come on. This is what like Netflix should be about. That you you create yeah, these absolutely these you had you had the worlds mapped out as well. That's what I don't get. The roadmap was written. It wouldn't have even taken them that long. They could have used the same sets almost. You know, the uh, film it back to back, do a year and a half shooting. You could have done three se- seasons back to back and finished it and given. Yeah, it makes no sense. And to have to have season two end in our world almost. Where, yeah. where you have, because you have Jason Isaacs, who is our antagonist throughout most of this, and Britt Marling, who is also the the writer, her and her um, 
her writing partner, created this. And so for her to wake up and them going, Brit, Brit, are you okay? And, whoa, 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 time out. Wait a minute. You, yeah. I don't You're know. You're here now? Yeah, I don't know what's going on anymore. You've, you've, ha, oh, what? Oh, goodness. Okay. That, I didn't even say anything in that. I understand. I'm just. You just it, made noises. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's flustering because it was, it was so gripping of storytelling. And I understand that it is weird. And that it is hard to follow sometimes. I mean, you have to, this is not a casual series. I mean, this is one that requires thinking and paying attention and following, but it's so rewarding when you do. And that's, mm. I, and I don't even, I can't even imagine, say for like the octopus and stuff, that the production itself is that expensive to execute? No, it's mostly just like indoor sets, people dancing around and lots of monologuing. Yeah. yeah uh, weirdly. Yeah. It, it, none of it really makes sense as to why it got cancelled. One day, it'd be great to have an exec come out and say, look, I just didn't like it. So I just didn't put it on the top of the pile. And you'd be like, okay, well, at least we know. Yeah, because yeah. You, know, you suck, but... <laughs> yeah, you are wrong, but... Yeah. 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 This is what this is one that I really do wish, hope that another network, somebody, some stream. Totally platform. possible. It hasn't been that long uh, in the terms of the actors getting older. Mm -hmm. I'm sure all the other actors would love to be involved in it. You could do a little bit of a time jump skip thing um, and start it like a couple of years later where people have gotten a bit older. It's totally pick upable by another network. Yeah. Uh, for all those networks listening, because they're also listening to us, please. Yes, save the OA. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Oh. oh, well, this has been a depressing conversation, huh? Yeah, really great. Yeah, really great. Yeah. Oh, well, uh, what, what, uh, I know you've commented before, you know, leading up to this discussion, but what, what didn't we cover? What is something that Netflix has canceled that you're just irate about, that you can't believe you know, maybe you're not upset about it, or maybe you're not mad about it or irate, but maybe you're just scratching your head or you're like, I really wish that they wouldn't have canceled that. Let us know in the comments because that's, I mean, you know, it, I, I know that there is a bigger list. I, I only covered the ones and I made sure to put the ones on there that I have actually watched, not just the ones that I know yeah. about or anything. And so, yeah, we would love, we would love to hear that. Um, as all. Yeah, let us know in the comments. Thanks for sticking around. And as a reminder for this podcast, if you can rate, review uh, what you hear and just help spread the word about the best thing we watched this week, that would greatly help us out. Uh, we enjoy chatting with you. We hope you enjoy listening to us this week. As you know, we just covered our uh, Netflix series that shouldn't have been canceled. Those that made us upset that they were no longer available. And so now, though, in our bonus audio, we're diving into the best things that we watched this week, um, which uh, I believe we both have a couple. They probably might even overlap a little bit. So, Ruben, why don't mm. you kick us off with uh, what's at the top of your list? Okay. The top of my list is to talk about Hawkeye's Arrows. Did you watch episode three of Hawkeye? I have not yet. God damn it, I, Chris! I know, I know, I know. I was in jury duty. Remember, I. It's oh, it's yeah. been a tough oh, week. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's okay though. You can totally uh, talk about it. It's not gonna it's not gonna ruin anything for me. Are you sure? Yes. Yes. No. 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 Go. Okay. Go for cool, it. Cool. 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 
this episode should have been dropped with the first two. This was fun. And I feel like I'm saying that recently with the series that are dropping their individual <laughs> episodes. It was the same with The Wheel of Time and there was something else. Uh, but this should definitely have been dropped because the first two were great. This really felt like they they had found what they were looking for in this series. Mm. There's an antagonist bad guy that's introduced at the end of episode two that you see her. Yes. But they spend the first kind of 20 minutes of the episode just on her backstory. And so what they've done is they've given you a reason to really like the bad guy, uh, which is awesome. Yeah. And I think is one of the weakest things about a lot of Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. We don't have a proper bad guy. He's just generic. I'm evil because of the sake of it. Tony Stark has created a robot and now we're going to go destroy him because he wants to be a real boy. And we don't like real boys in this in, in Marvel. <laughs> uh, so uh, this I just I was like, yeah, this is the way to do it, man. I like the bad guy. I understand. And I don't even know if she is the proper bad guy yet. I just know that she is the bad guy for this episode uh-huh. but they give you a reason to really like her root for her um almost feels like hawkeye's the bad guy Ooh. like because of his history as oh yeah okay the, the repercussions of that are now coming home um and it was an excellent way to go but now you you're really starting to see that anyway for me the standout was the action and and one of the interviews i saw with uh both uh the protagonist i forget her name what is her name chris um maya <laughs> oh wait oh kate bishop uh, uh yeah kate it, uh yeah exactly seriously my brain my brain Haley stanfield yes thank you yes. Haley stanfield um in an interview she basically said that there's this one stunt where they're on a bridge they have to jump off do an arrow thing they're in harnesses it's a really difficult setup they they had like two days they were just they were going to practice it over and over and again it looked expensive and they got it right first time they just moved on oh. and and when you watch it like the bridge scene that you get to it you're like dang they got that right first time very impressive nice. uh, so i think they were happy for that but the standout for me was seeing hawkeye be hawkeye because so far mm. in the first two episodes you've seen him he feels more like Hawkeye, retired Hawkeye, mm-hmm. like Logan from yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the X-Men, right? Uh, um, but this time you see him starting to come alive again. You remember that this is one of the Avengers. You know, he thought Thanos. Yes. He is an Avenger. He's part of the team. He's not just a guy with a, a, a crossbow, you know, <laughs> with a bow and arrow yep. that goes boing, boing. Yeah. He's got some skills. Mm-hmm. And you get to see how he uses those, everything he calculates, um yeah, he's looking all around, left and right, fighting hand-to-hand combat. But when we get to the arrows, it's so fun because Haley, uh, there's this character, she gets hold of his quiver. And the whole time he's going, no, not that one. No, not that one. Yeah, uh, okay, just be careful with that one. And she shoots it and it does like massive explosions. She's like, that's one of the ones that were okay. What do the others do? And there's a moment, I really don't want to spoil it for you, Chris. I'll just say that there's a moment where he says, shoot up. And uh, she shoots up and he shoots an arrow and something happens and my jaw goes, oh, what? That's so cool. My geekdom just went, oh, but does that mean it's so cool? Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. I'm watching today. I've got to. I yeah. 
it, it's such a great episode really really fun uh, that's why it's like the best thing I, I, I wanted I instantly wanted more the first two I was like I can wait mm-hmm. you know for a, a next week this one when it, it, it hit the end I was like dang it <laughs> well, that's outstanding I mean I one of the things that I really have str- have appreciated and I mean I was I was drawn in to the character or the, the show I mean I love Hawkeye as a character just because of like we had mentioned before he's He's just a regular dude, you know, and now, I mean, we're seeing him towards the end of his career where he's done. I mean, he is like, I, I've lived through all this. I've got all the scars and the bruises and I can't even hear, you know, and I'm just, I'm, I'm done. I'm grumpy and I can resonate with that a lot. Um, but <laughs> one of the things that I've really appreciated about Marvel is uh, we saw it first in um, the Eternals with Makari and now with Maya in this is that they are using deaf actresses and actors um, to to normalize. And I, that sounds like a bad thing to use it in that way, but really to normalize deafness so that it's not this is not a disability. It's just a different, you know what I mean? And so watching. Yeah, absolutely. Watching the characters um, sign. I love. I mean, we're in in my household. It's very personal to us because we are learning sign language because one of the members of our family is starting to lose their hearing. And so that, you know, and so that they don't not be able to communicate and us not be able to communicate with them. I mean, that's something that we're yeah. doing. So from a personal standpoint, that's that's huge for us. Um, but I love also and I read this just uh, yesterday, I think, in an article in Entertainment Weekly where not only and you know, if you're a, if you're opposed to woke and I'm using air quotes, you can't see it on the podcast, but Ruben can in the video, <laughs> I, I'm using woke. Um, Maya is native American. She is deaf and she has a prosthetic leg. And yeah, you now my, my youngest son who he's caught up to the series. I am still behind one episode. Mm. He was like, Oh yeah, no, no how she uses it and there's a moment where they focus on there and he's like oh yeah no it it ends poorly for the other guy <laughs> just who thinks yeah no she's she's badass <laughs> like she's taken on both you know hawkeye and and standing her ground is it's awesome yeah well that's what i love because they're they're we're finally getting people who are not weak just because they're different you know, right. And that is, it's such a thing that is needed. Yeah, It really is. And I, I'm appreciating it. And I mean, that, that's just one more layer and one more reason that I'm enjoying the show and that I, that I'm mm. behind this, you know, I mean, it, would I watch it without that? Yes. But does it make me appreciate it more? Absolutely. And so I hope that we see more and more of these, you know, series and shows, movies, that that bring in this i mean i think you know we had talked about uh teenage bounty hunters um before there's a character in that um and i don't remember his character's name but he's also the same actor is also in lock and key and he has um he has prosthetics on both of his legs and um they don't hide it and i love it i love that that they you know what i mean that the the, it it has no bearing on the dude there's a series I'm watching at the moment uh, that I can't talk about. Uh, I can no, just embargo it until like a few days time, okay. but station 11. Oh, uh-huh. um, yeah. And there's a character in there that has 
I don't know what you would call it. He's an amputee, has but both, I guess, up to the elbow on both arms. Mm. Uh, but he uses them like like you would yeah. like like you like if you see a dog that doesn't ha- like has a missing limb, you know they they just becomes you you get used to it yeah. you know it's all part of your body exactly. you, you, you know. but the way they show it it's not like it's ever focused on it's just is it just, yeah like you're one of the crowd and i love that you see that's what i want just uh blind people deaf people you know a hard of hearing whatever makes you you shouldn't be a thing that is different and to be focused on you're just another human in the world but you should be included exactly uh, which is yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I took us off on a tangent, but I love, I mean, that, yes. No, great discussion. <laughs> no, yeah. Yeah, great. Interesting Interesting that they've added that in there. And I don't think it's workness. I think inclusivity can be inclusive without shining a light on that person that they're being inclusive for. They can celebrate it yes. and use it. Like, actually use it as a plot point in the in the series and celebrate it. It was fantastic. Like, in, like what your son mentioned yeah. with the leg. Mm-hmm. Uh, so good. Um, and actually, her deafness is a, almost like a superpower in this episode. Well, I heard, or I read in that article that talked about just just her as the actress. Um, it, it talked about what they because they the article came out before episode three had aired, and so they were like, right. we assume that this is who this character is. Um, and I was like, <laughs> yeah. ooh, yeah. Well, I like the name. That's really cool. What that means, and so. Anyway, yeah. Like hyper aware because yeah. you you have extra senses because you're missing one, so you see things that other people will miss. Exactly. That was very cool. Nice. Yeah, love that. Nice. Sweet. So, what's one of the best things you watched this week? Uh, this one actually surprised me quite a bit um, because it is not in my wheelhouse as a genre, not a genre, but as a focus. I think maybe, but the Summit of the Gods on Netflix. Mm. Um, it, you know, a mountain climbing movie that is so much more. I mean, there's mystery within there. There is just uh, the character development. The the thing. Okay, there were two things that really that grabbed me. First, the animation, because you have a lot of these painted backgrounds, and then you have the animated characters on you know in front. But it's all it's the flat animation, and mm. um, I don't. I don't think that I would classify it. And you can correct me if I'm wrong because you're much more into anime than I am. But it's not I, – I didn't really get a like an anime or like a true anime. Yeah. No, it's <clears throat> it's like painting, not even painting. It's – yeah, it was unique. It was more Studio Ghibli than classic anime. Okay. Th- thank you. Yes. That's where I had yeah. seen some of that. And so I – like I love that the score and the soundtrack were – crazy good i mean i was you know it and they weren't stuck in one genre either that's what i loved i mean you had some driving hard rock you had some just you know classical or orchestral pieces within there i mean the whole it just built really well and it worked and i um i liked the way that the story was told it took me a few moments though because at times mm. I didn't realize that we were seeing a flashback because of yeah. just some of the ways that the characters looked and how they were designed, they looked very similar. And so my brain didn't didn't catch, well, this is a different character in a different time, 
you know, and mm. just right off the bat. But then it, I loved the story and I loved the central focus of you have the photojournalist trying to re-get or, or, you know, he was offered a supposed camera from the, oh, yeah. from the original expedition on Everest and he blows the guy off and now he can't find the guy because he's like, dang it, what did I do? I want this, you know, and that search then that he goes on, but then so much more happens in his life over, you know, they compress it down, but so that he ends up going on a journey, you know, and going on that climb mm. with the guy. And I, yeah. so I know you reviewed it. What did, uh, did you like it? Yeah, I, I gave it five stars. I, it was an easy five stars for me. It was, I like the second half better when you get to the climb, mm -hmm. but I don't think the second half works without the first half, yeah. if that makes sense. <clears throat> totally. You have to have had that those characters' background stories to care about the journey that they go on. Yeah. Uh, and having climbed a little bit, I, I understood like like what was going on when there's a thing that they're not putting in the rock or you're putting too much pressure on it the the carabiner you, you're like no don't don't do that it only takes so much and and don't grind the rope and yeah. holding your breath when they're like swinging or i don't know if you rem remember vertical limit uh a long time ago yeah it's like yeah so the, the the dad is hanging on the edge ed, edge of the rope they've they've fallen daughter son and dad and so the daughter's up top. She's like, they're all like being squished from the weight of the dad hanging off. And they've got to cut the rope. And she's screaming, don't you do it, don't you do it. And the son's going, <laughs> and the dad's going, do it, do it. And, you know, you get to that moment. And it's to save them both. Yeah. And there's like flashbacks, like PTSD flashbacks I'm having when I'm watching this film. Because I'm like, mm. and so you have this whole I guess backstory that's built up so you mm. totally understand this guy I thought they did a really good job at showing the mentality of people that are obsessed and even more so it's in their blood mm -hmm. like you have to climb this is what I do regardless of anything else their family friends work m my life is I need to be on a mountain uh, and I get it like it's not for everybody some people just have that bug and so you, you get to go on this journey with this guy and the photographer and i have to say the photographer hadn't had nearly as much <laughs> training i was like you're mad yeah. like what this guy is doing and you're going where he's going this is not going to end well for you yeah that's basically a suicide mission i mean it's just <laughs> right yeah yeah, yeah, the training and just the the sheer environmental factors that he's going to come up against. I, yeah, it, and then it, they weren't doing it with oxygen either. Most people that climb Everest now do it with oxygen. Yeah, um, unless you're one of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's funny is if you go to Kathmandu, there are Sherpas. They go up and down mm -hmm. because they help carry the packs and stuff. Nobody talks about them. They talk about all the climbers that yeah, I've done it. The Sherpas are the guys that live and breathe that oxygen all the time. Or lack of. And they're like, doo, doo, doo. And, and they're like, yeah, exactly. And they're carrying all the, the weights and up they go. Various different base camps that they're going back and forth. And you're like, those are the climbers you want around when there's an issue. Oh, yeah. When something goes wrong, they know what to do. Yeah. Oh, that's their yeah. environment. 
I mean, you can, yeah. you know, you have all these master climbers or whatever, and they're like, you know, well, this is my environment. Or No, no, no. <laughs> You're still a visitor here. You may have trained a lot. You may have, you know, climbed a bunch. They were born here. <laughs> and they, yeah. this is their life. They're, oh. Yeah, that's actually where I live, guys. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, there is a series. I don't know. I think you might be interested because it, it, it's horrifying to me. Um, but it was it's on Amazon Prime in the U.S. and it's um, uh, a reality series uh, about Everest. And so it, oh, really? yeah, these they follow these climbers through, and I think it's different climbers each season, and maybe even different climbers throughout one season, um, but who you know you have a team and it follows the team and interviews them and as they try and go up and all of the things that they encounter as they go from like the very very bottom base camp to the other base Mm. you know what i mean to because there's it's not like you just climb up and then there you go no you you climb up to the the lowest base camp and then you're there for like two or three weeks yeah, you got to almost acclimatize as well yeah. to the oxygen level. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's mm. to me, there is zero fun in that. That I mean, I don't like. I was going to suggest we go next year. Hey, I'll go with you and hang out, and I'll walk <laughs> uh, towards the base of the mountain, and then I'll wave goodbye to you, and then I'll be there when you get back. Bye. Yeah, yeah. Uh, heights. When I get back, <laughs> you got jokes. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And heights. That doesn't that. Falling is like one of the top things that I just don't want to f- die. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, you fall from that height. You're not getting up. No, no. I mean, thankfully, but it's it's not so much the impact and the dying right then that it's the traveling and the knowing that I'm going to hit. But just some... pretend you're you're Superman and you're flying. Well, there is that. Did- yeah, if I could, if I could not freak out enough to to get my you know my 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 superhero stance. See your coat behind you, like in the wind. Yeah, yeah. doing it. Yeah, no capes. Um. <laughs> Have you heard of this hero's name? Like, no. Ah, no capes. No capes. <laughs> uh. Oh goodness. Okay. Uh, so what else? What's what else is on your list? <laughs> Up to that. <laughs> yeah. Um, have you heard of a film called Encounter? I have, and I had a screener for it, but it was like a timed screener. So it expired oh, no. before I had the opportunity to um, to get to it. And so I, but no. it just came out on Amazon Prime, right? Yeah, it comes out next oh, week. Okay. It's out at cinemas here. Okay. So a, a third in cinemas, 10th at uh, Amazon. It's an Amazon original. Okay. A decorated marine. Um, he he's on a rescue mission. He's going to rescue his two sons from a mysterious threat. And uh, yeah, it's basically a road trip, but with danger. Um, I don't know how to talk about this film. I did a review with uh, my wife Kay, and we were circumnavigating spoilers the whole way through oh. because. Yeah, it's a misdirection. It's a misdirection film. Um, oh. It's incredibly well acted. Riz Ahmed oh. is phenomenal. Um, Octavia Spencer as well. She's in this. Mm-hmm. She is incredible. Not a lot of time in it, but she's great. Okay. And then you have two kids that are so good at acting like kids that the, the director has gone. I, f- it, I said it felt like a documentary, like they had filmed the kids playing or, or reacting. And that's 
that's what they probably used, what huh? they allowed well, them to do. Yeah, and that's what they used because it, it just felt real, really gritty and raw. Uh, it's not a happy film. It's a very dark, emotional, psychological breakdown. There is an action scene that's incredibly well filmed, uh, but also heart wrenching. Uh, but the whole time you're you're wondering, is it or isn't it? Uh, it's a question mm-hmm. um, that plays on your mind. And that for me was an issue because I went in thinking it's one film and at the end it's to me it's a it's another film. Uh, that film that you get is great, but I do feel like some people that are going in expecting one type of film are going to come out going, what? That's not what I wanted. Is that because of the marketing or is that how the actual story sets it up? Marketing and the story okay. it's it's like the first half an hour pretends it's one thing and then it starts you start piecing it together and you're like oh my gosh it's not huh. so it's good uh but <laughs> yeah but okay it's like if if you watch my review you'd be like yeah Ruben really thought this was a well-made film but he didn't enjoy it <laughs> does, that, does that make sense totally no i've uh, they're, they're... my wife really enjoyed it and loved the acting and she didn't mind the story so much but i'm a sci-fi nut and and when you tell me of a threat and a rescue mission that's what i want yeah. um and when you give me something else and it, i feel like i need to watch the simpsons afterwards uh, <laughs> oh. then i'm like that's not what you sold me. There's a couple of films that do that. There was one about giants. I Kill Giants. Uh, did you ever watch I, that film? I did. I was like super excited to see it. And by the <laughs> end of the movie, I was like, huh. I I didn't dislike the movie. But, but it's not what you said it was. Yeah. From the, from the studio and producers that brought you Harry Potter on the poster. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's on the best thing I watch because the performances are incredible. Okay. It's definitely okay. worth watching. Okay. It's, it's cinematography is beautiful, like stunning wide mm. open shots, really heart wrenching moments with uh, like the family, whatever they're going through. So good. Uh, but I don't know that I'll ever watch it again. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, i'm like dang it i wish i would have i wish i would have you wish it had that screen in yeah. it yeah huh. okay well i will <laughs> i will check it out then when it comes out on amazon prime um yeah it's next next friday so it's only a few days okay yeah not a long delay yeah. i think that's a no i don't even know what's busy that day i don't know um which <laughs> actually that reminds me i should probably open up my calendar at some point because i need to figure out what we're watching next week but while i do that aside from that um what's next on your okay so this best thing you watch this is a movie that um i watched late last night um i haven't even done as of this recording as we're recording this i haven't even done my review for it yet um oh so this is exclusive yeah (laughs) <laughs> well, well, only <laughs> only to you because my review will be out by the time the, the podcast is. I know, uh, okay. almost, yeah, no, but it's called um, Silent Night, and it is on AMC Plus, and so is it a rom com? No, no, no. It, <laughs> yeah, well, the the song is featured in there, and it's actually a pretty good rendition at one point, um, right? 
Okay. But it's I think it's also in theaters in maybe limited release or in some places. But AMC Plus, right. definitely. And that's just one of my many you know subscriptions that we have that I forget about that we have. Um, <laughs> funny enough. The, the many subscriptions that we don't need. Yeah. Funny enough, though, I got... <laughs> I got AMC Plus as a tangent, but that's what I do. Um, I got AMC mm-hmm. Plus because I wanted to check out. I had heard so many great things about Gangs of London, and I wanted to watch it, and they had it. And so I was like, okay, well, we're, I'll just get the you know the, the free 60-day or 30-day or whatever it is. And um, then never got rid of it because – but Gangs of London, first off, is just spectacular. But um, – you- Gangs, yeah. Y- yeah. The, um, what Gareth yeah. – Edwards it's, Evans. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Um, the, the the main actor in that who plays Elliot, um, he's in this movie as well. I now know what you're talking about. I've seen the trailer for this. Okay. Well, this is, I didn't see the trailer so when I watched okay. it. So it's Kira Knightley and Matthew Good and um, Roman Griffin Davis, who he, that was the kid in Jojo Rabbit. He was Jojo. And it is a so Johnny Depp's daughter as well. Yeah, Lily Rose Depp. Yeah. Um there's mm. um oh, I can't remember her name off the top of my head, but she was the main star in Malignant um this year. Uh Roan, Roman Griffin Dave? No, that's that's or the, Annabelle Wallace. Ad, yeah, Annabelle Wallace. Yeah, she Annabelle Wallace. Yeah. yeah okay. Um and so it is I it was funny because I went into this completely blind. I had no idea what the movie was about. Um, so as right. I'm watching it, I'm just trying to figure out. It, I knew it was a dark comedy. That's really all I knew, and it is dark. The comedy is just dire, and um, the whole movie is kind of depressing. The, the comedy is not good. The comedy is amazing. I was laughing right. out loud, okay. but it is like ah, it's biting. It's um, right. The the whole tone of the movie is depressing because. Um, and I don't feel that this is a spoiler because it's actually shown and talked about in the trailer. But mm-hmm. um, a natural disaster of s- global proportions is coming. Um, it's basically the the world is revolting against us because we have polluted it or whatever. And I don't know, you know, they don't go into exactly why it's happening, but a poisonous, mm-hmm. toxic storm is enveloping the world. And so in Britain, where this takes place in the UK, they have passed out to residents a um, basically a doomsday pill. So it's a suicide pill. And, and oh so um, <clears throat> their whole marketing around this is you can die with dignity because the, right. the poison gas, um, what it does to you is not pretty. And it makes you just it bleed from spots that you shouldn't be. And it just, you know, it's not, it's not a peaceful going. I mean, you don't just fall asleep and die. This is like, you know, you just nasty. Um, Great. Yeah. But see, you, like at the outset, especially because I didn't see the trailer, I'm watching these, the the crux of it is the all of these old friends from college are congregating at one house, this farmhouse. And they're um, to say at Christmas time to basically just die together. And um, so you have that, that happening. Um, when they get there, when the guests arrive, when the friends arrive, there are weird and awkward conversations that are happening that we don't have full context, but they're also, they're like overly truthful in certain things. And there's like zero filter from everybody. So the kids are all cussing and it's like, well, you, you know, and the parents aren't even like, 
stopping them or like, no, you can't say that. Um, there's it's shown in the trailer like Roman Griffin Davis um, cuts his he cuts his hand and um, he asks his mom, "Am I going to die?" And she goes, "No, well, yeah, probably." And <laughs> you know, it just keeps going. And the I think the movie is worthwhile. It does not have a good score, at least on IMDb. Like audiences, I don't think are appreciating it as much as I appreciated it. Um, I've got to say, though, it is a depressing movie at the end. There's no bright spot at the end of the tunnel type of thing. I mean, this is a, mm. you know, leave you in the bell jar type of thing. But it's funny right. along the way. I mean, there's there's banter. The, the I think the dialogue works really well back and forth. Um, you know, and I like the concept a lot, even though it is uh, just sad. Yeah, but I don't like sad at Christmas. I need happy at Christmas. Do you think that maybe that's why the audience are that could be not enjoying? Yeah, it I as think much? that could be also because you have Doomsday Christmas. Really, that's what it is. Mm. You know, um, so I don't know, but I don't know though because I mean we have we have a lot of Christmas themed horrors. I think horror is okay, but it's not necessarily sad. But that was an insight into Robin's psyche right there. <laughs> <laughs> we, like I could I could watch a serial killer film and enjoy that and not be like depressed at the end of it. Sure. But sure. when you watch a thing about a family just dying slowly, you're like, uh. yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. And I, I think that probably is why they, um, why audiences may not be resonating as much. I thought, I mean, the acting is done spectacularly. The, the, mm. it's quick back and forth. I mean, the, the, the dialogue, the wit, the the responses and the delivery are just like boom 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 great timing together uh the probably your biggest thing is that you have this overwhelming dread and sadness that is encompassing yeah. the entire story and then when you end it doesn't there's no hope with this you know it's not mm. a there's not a even though there's a yeah no not even gonna go there it even if like, I mean, think like they, they joke about the queen being in her bunker with, um, you know, with food. And so she would be safe from the storm. Okay. So the storm passes and she comes out. Who's left? You know what I mean? Think about that. You know what I mean? Then what does that world look like? I mean, even if you have, you know, 10,000 people on the earth, that's not very many for the earth. So it's just, I don't know. And we only get mm. a small glimpse, you know, just of this, this very contained um, setting there, but I had fun with it. I do think it is worth uh, worth checking out, and it was something that surprised me. Uh, and I do like I like the darker uh, in the. You do like gray because yeah. you want to come and live in England. Yeah, this is true. Mm. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where it's all gray all the time. <laughs> the, the sky is falling. Beautiful. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to talk about something that is quite old. Oh. Okay. Um, saw it this morning because it's been on my plan to watch all of these because there's one coming out. Um, so Spider Man, uh-huh. the Sam Raimi, two thousand and two. But I'm going to take a little different tact on this the Spider Man, having had some thoughts while I was watching it. Uh, Spider Man is the villain. <laughs> <laughs> okay, 
so 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 go along with okay. me here. Okay. Spider-Man, he gets bit by this uh, Tobey Maguire's um, Spider-Man. Uh-huh. He, it, that little one of the spiders, spiders has left its cage. We have that moment. He's talking to Mary Jane. She leaves, and then he gets bitten, and he goes home, and it sweats and huddles up in his little <laughs> blanket, and then he starts getting powers. And the first thing he does was is beat up the bully, but pretty severely you know mm-hmm. thompson he smacks on the the chest probably has internal bleeding because he <laughs> hits him like six meters down and it's an incredible scene with the the the, the paper plane and the flying <laughs> you see his spider sense i still don't think there's been a spider-man movie since that they've done the spider oh. tingle mm-hmm. uh right because in the new films they call it spider tingle which is ridiculous uh seriously <laughs> but anyway the Uncle Ben dies, right? Yes. And it's definitely his fault because he he was wrestling. Mm-hmm. He gets he, he wins the competition. He is going to get paid three thousand dollars, and the guy says, "I'm giving you a hundred because you were meant to last three minutes. You lasted two minutes, so take it or leave it." And uh, he says, "But I needed that money." He says, "Tell it to someone whose problem that is." And so he leaves. The guy gets robbed. And then the guy runs past him. Instead of trying to stop him, he steps back and allows the guy to step into the lift. Mm-hmm. And the guy says, thanks. And then the other guy that, you know, was meant to give him the money says, you could have stopped him. And then he goes, tell it to someone whose problem it is. And you're like, ah, I see what you did there. Oh, you got you. Okay. So I'm not saying that's the moment that he was, he was bad, but he, he gets to Uncle Ben. He hears on the radio that the cops have said that the guy that shot Uncle Ben is two blocks away. So this is the first time we see him swing properly. Uh, like he's he practiced. Mm-hmm. Um, he's starting getting used, but here he's got a, a reason to catch up. He's angry. Yeah. You know, he wants to get the guy that shot Uncle Ben. And you get to that moment where he's caught up with him in the warehouse and uh, he sees it's the guy that he let go. And he's like, oh my gosh, it's my fault. I get it. I totally... And then there's, like, so he has all his powers, his spider sense and everything is working. His reactions are, you know, at, like at least 20 times faster than the average human, mm-hmm. at least. And the guy trips over a little bit of pole on the floor and falls out of the window. And he's right next to him. And instead of helping him and stopping him and grabbing his leg, he just leaves him to fall to die to his death. And that is where his superhero journey starts. Skip to the end of the film. His spider sense is tingling. He's fighting Green Goblin. Mm-hmm. Um, his spider sense, and he knows that 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 machine, that the Green Goblin, uh, who he knows now is his best friend's father, yeah. who's had a mental breakdown because of the gas that he's inhaled that's giving him a split personality. And we'll talk about William Defoe in a second. Uh, he does this backflip, the glider with the stabby things on the end of it, yes. stab right through his chest. He knew, had to have known, like he was doing a backflip, that that thing was going to fly forward and then hit him instead and stab him. So, his hero journey in his first film, he's killed two people. Now, if you were to be taken to court for that, probably wouldn't be done for first degree, but second degree on both of them for sure. So, Spider-Man is a murderer. (laughs) He's a villain. (laughs) What's your thoughts, Chris? I can buy that. I mean, I you know, the, the same thought popped into my head as we were talking about Hawkeye. You know, just that you, any of these, um, <clears throat> any of these 
these superhero characters, when you look at it from an outside perspective, from the everyday person who has all of their stuff destroyed, you know, I mean, they become the the bad guy, right? And so I can see, yeah, yeah I mean, Peter Parker, I think, I think we extend some grace to him because he's a younger person. You know what I mean? Like he's not... Um, he's impulsive, he's rash. And so mm. in the heat of the moment, um, especially at the beginning, that seems like a very natural and very genuine type of reaction that, you know, that the, the then resonates. doesn't make it right. I mean, he should, no. you know, he should, yeah. especially if he's going to be a superhero and, and focus really on the hero With portion. great power. Yeah, yeah. exactly, <laughs> exactly. And I mean- Huh. I think it's a solid argument. Um, does it carry? I mean, through? I am playing devil's act, act, devil's advocate a bit. No, but that's okay. I mean, that because I think it's a fun way to watch the film too. But does it <laughs> like then we think though through the rest of it? Does it carry out through even the the Raimi films? Like, not even let's not take the, the Andrew Garfield or then into the MCU. Um, mm. You know, does that does that continue to play out? It's been a while since I've seen them, and so I, I more so ask. Yeah, that so I just I've just started my journey, okay. so I've just watched one, so I'm going to be watching two tomorrow. Okay, um, and perhaps we'll discuss two next week. <laughs> cool. Are are you going to watch uh, it with the same thought? Like, yeah, you, I think so. Okay, I want to I want to see if he's actually the villain. Um, but the things that I had noticed in the film, Uncle Ben's death still hits hard. I was like mm-hmm. amazed. That's so old. It's 2002, and I'm still amazed that that carries weight. Um. Octavia Spencer is in it. I had no she idea. She is? Yeah, she's... Ah, um, uh, I have to find the place. But yeah, I was like, well, that's Octavia Spencer. What is she doing in this? It's like, oh, what? That's cool. So amazing. Um, the CG is definitely dated. Now. Like, it's you you notice it now. Okay. Uh, like, the swinging, the, the even, like, some of the movements. Uh, when you're seeing a different, like, angle of him, you're like, oh, okay, I can see that mm, now. Okay. That's not him. Um, yeah, things I noticed you can't say anymore. Uh, when he's fighting the wrestler, he says, that's a cute outfit. Did your husband buy it for you? And I was like, oh, oh there's no ways you could say that yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. that doesn't age well. <laughs> <laughs> um, the actress that plays Xena, she's in it. Uh, uh, Lucy Lawless? Uh, Lucy Lawless is in it. <laughs> like all these actors that weren't massively famous then. Uh, it can't have been long for her to be playing Xena, though. It has to be around the same time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah <gasps> so she, she was in it. Yeah. Bit part, like a... Uh, sure, that's funny, though. Oh, my gosh. She, yeah. Uh, it it still holds up as a interesting film. It does lag somewhat, because um, I remember thinking this will always be my five star Spider Man, mm. and I think I'm probably going to say that about number two, especially the director's cut, because it's there's a there's a fight sequence that they add between the train and the the, the skyscraper that they're fighting on. Um, that I know that's part part of where they add in the extra scenes. Oh, okay. Uh, which makes it very different and apparently much darker. Ooh. So. And, I will be watching that again. Um, but yeah, it was quite a journey to go back because we have the new Spider-Man coming out in a couple of weeks, yeah. uh, which is like everybody's waiting for. There were a few shots that I thought 
oh, that's definitely just copying what they did. The, the Mary Jane falling where she's screaming uh-huh. and Spider-Man's got to jump down. If you look at the trailer for the one now, there's exact Mary Jane falling, screaming, almost looks shot for shot. I presume it's homage and not copying, but it does seem like almost every Spider-Man has a Mary Jane or a female heroine mm-hmm. or a girlfriend that falls. But why did they have to allow the amazing Spider-Man's girlfriend to die? Like everyone else gets to save her. <laughs> But Gwen, it's just, just like, bang. Oh, Done. no, she's dead. Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah, I great. don't... Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I never understood the reason for that. He's the hero. You need to save the girl. Yeah. We don't... This isn't a realism film. This is escapism, right? Exactly. You, you you root for your heroes. Yes, yes. <laughs> Villains don't win in this one. <laughs> Gravity does, apparently. Yeah, apparently, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I remember uh, my boss. I was working at a radio station... Um, when when this came out, and my boss took a bunch of us uh, on a Friday opening day to see to see it, which was a great little escape. He was like, "Hey, come on, we're going out." And we were like, "Okay." <laughs> <laughs> we while piling cars and follow me. All right, and we drive, and he's like, "Okay, seeing this what middle of the workday? That's awesome." So <laughs> that's so cool. Yeah, yeah, a lot of fun. Great. Um, I do have to say, I think. Spider-Man himself isn't really the showcase of this film. I think William Defoe steals this film 100%. Well, and I think that's the case a lot of the time when William Defoe is on the screen. <laughs> yeah, when William's on screen, everybody's like take a bow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, he just has one of those personas where he's able to um just captivate. You know, mm. his the, some of it's his voice. I think he has that unique timbre to his voice that is just it it, it cuts through but his delivery that moment when he comes alive the the green goblin for the first time he has a split personality and he's that interchanges between him talking to himself and then him green goblin and it's him and it's this reminds me of the lord of the rings the the first time Gollum is talking oh. to his various personalities it's the same that uh, I guess back feeling and that, forth, that yeah. they're playing their back and forth, and it was just an incredible scene. You're like, oh my gosh, this guy's mental, which just helps you realize he is the villain, and and it adds a, a yeah. I guess a a nuance to he's scarier because he is unhinged. Mm-hmm. So he has the technology, he now has super strength, he has the suit and the craziness to go with it and now he's fixated on spider-man and then that moment he knows who peter parker is you're like oh you're so much trouble because i don't know if you remember the feeling you got when he smashes through aunt may's room he just literally blows it up and she's there going oh and she's praying she says deliver us and he goes finish it and she's from evil you're like oh my gosh (laughs) so dark great oh yeah he's when i saw unfortunately i saw character posters i didn't want to of um no way home and um you were trying to avoid them yeah oh we um my uh my wife and i and my son my youngest son we went and saw ghostbusters this last weekend finally yeah and um i have not seen a spider-man no way home trailer since the first teaser i've avoided oh, but they showed one in this oh no you, you, my wife was laughing because my son and i popped up and ran out of the theater 
Seriously. <laughs> did you actually? We did. We we we, <laughs> we were standing out in the hallway, and we kept opening it up just to listen. We're like, nope, it's still going, you know. And amazing. <laughs> my wife, we come back, and my wife was like, "You should have seen all the looks that people were giving you." And we're like, hey, "I don't care. I didn't. I have avoided this for so long because I just I didn't." I don't want to know anymore. You don't want anything spoiled. Yeah, yeah. that's the thing. Trailers show so much, don't they? They, they do. And that's why, you know, I, I have no shame. In, <laughs> I got, got to go. But to be fair, a, a lot of what we've gotten is just on the bridge. That, that they, I think they're doing. They're trying their best not to spoil things for us. So. Yeah, yeah. I, I, <laughs> I'm glad that they're trying, but I just... Sometimes my brain works, you know what I mean? Or then I will see, like, because I've seen as I scroll through social media or whatever, I see things mm. and I don't I don't dwell on them. But I know that if I see the trailer, my brain is then going to connect these subconscious <laughs> things and then start working and figuring things out or, you know, putting figuring these, things out. And I don't want that. I don't want, I like the, when I see them on social media, there's no context and I just keep moving by. I don't even pause on it. Um, and so... I don't give my brain that opportunity to work. So, yeah, anyway. <laughs> Looking forward to it. <clears throat> All right. Yeah. Uh, I think the final thing I have is um, Money Heist. I um, I know you watched it as well. I, I thought it was a fitting conclusion to the series. Um, mm. I do, I understand a lot of the arguments of, you know what, this has gotten silly or it is very repetitive, um, all of these things. I, and I, I don't deny that, uh, but within there, I still had a lot of fun and there were still moments within this where we watch the, everything just fall apart and we it what looks like the professor operating without a plan you know just going off of what is now and him trying to work through that and yet then still realizing that there there are still some moments of plan that are in there um i i still hold by the fact that i wish they would have released part 5 all as one because I agree, yeah. You know that whole that whole scene, well, not the whole scene, the whole scenario and storyline with Berlin's son, and you know the the them scheming to steal that thing out of wherever they stole it from Denmark or wherever. Um, I mean, they yeah. took one whole episode in the volume one, um, which it didn't have any context and it didn't lead anywhere in in volume one. In part one, and, yeah, yeah. So for us to then get the get it and then it doesn't even we don't even see the sun and any type of resolution for i think a couple episodes into you know volume two and so it just it mm. it was too far disconnected i think for me i would have preferred just you know the whole thing all at once let me have it because then it becomes a very cohesive story that being said though i i had a lot of fun with it i think there was mm. a there was a great amount of tension that I was feeling um, and excitement, even though I was pretty sure I knew what was going to happen or where this was leading. You know, um, yeah. I, I liked and we talked about, you know, within Silent Night, how it just it's kind of a depressing ending. This one, 
wasn't. This one felt good. This one allows me to root for the people that I want to root for. It wants, it allows me to um, root against the people I want to root against. Um, and so I, yeah, I mean, I, at some point, I think I will then sit down and watch, you know, all of the seasons. Uh, I still think, I think, I think season five is better than season four. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think everybody will probably say that season four is probably the weakest. Mm -hmm. Um, if I were to rank them, I think I did in my review, I would say, yeah, it's probably one, two, three, five, four. Yeah. Uh, I would agree with that. Yeah, because it does start off stronger and it, it gets more ridiculous as it goes along. Yeah. Uh, there were a, a few of the characters that were written strangely in this last five episodes. One character particularly, in one moment he's like, I totally love you to one woman and you think he's going to spend the rest of his life with her. And then the next episode he's back with his wife and he's having sex with her. And I also thought of all the times to have sex and, you know in the heist or things are going wrong left right and center uh i guess i guess you would maybe like we might die so let, let's have one last hurrah but at the same time it's like yeah you have a job to do protect the people you care about do your job <laughs> so that was that yeah yeah i can see that i mean i i i think i was a little more willing to accept it because um stockholm the wife had she mm. had been having this nervous breakdown you know what i mean all of the yeah. ptsd she'd taken she was, the drugs and yeah everything yeah it was not a good day for her yeah and so him uh denver trying to calm her to keep her safe to bring her back into a um you know maybe a better mindset there i do I, yeah but then she does like a, a striptease dance i'm like what i st how did you get from that moment to that moment i yeah, I don't know. Well, there's also, I mean, if we go, <laughs> if we look at Rio also, I mean, he goes from from absolutely grieving and then totally irate holding a rocket launcher to then <laughs> in a very short progression of time to being able to laugh and, you know, and I understand, yeah. you know, in a heightened circumstance, I mean, you're going to go through all kinds of, you know, emotions and stuff like that. So sure. yeah. it just, it, there were moments though that you're right. It was like, oh, I don't, mm, that feels a little rushed or that feels a little brushed under the but rug but i did feel like the professor was a bit back like oh he did have a plan there was an extra there was a plan c that things hadn't gone the way he wanted but he had these other things in play that was like woohoo like yeah, okay yeah. there is stuff going on here that we didn't see and once we finally got to see how they were actually getting the gold out because they never let us know they'd been building up to yeah. it they, they had all these moving parts and you're like oh that's how you, that's pretty cool why didn't you tell us that earlier we want to see if you told me earlier i'd be like let's see if it actually manages to execute that yeah. you know because that was the big tension of it you know yeah i did like i liked <laughs> the um the negotiating s strategy that the professor has at the end because i thought uh, with the with yeah, the colonel yeah kinda. yeah because i thought yeah. that you know what that is a that actually holds a very real world uh connotation to it you know sure. and there absolutely could be places that don't actually have because it's just a monetary value yeah. 
It doesn't. It could be air. Yes. Inside this vault is a thing that holds our value at this level. It's basically what um, Bitcoin is, or all those cryptocurrencies. Yes. You know, they're not real. Yeah. No. No. This is it's, zeros and ones. Yeah, yeah. We believe that there is value to it, so we associate value to Therefore it. Therefore, it has value. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I I liked that. I mean, and it, it was intense. I mean, it, you know, you had those moments where they're counting down and stuff, and I mean, I felt I wasn't sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I felt pretty certain. But there's still a little bit because you mm. you have this character, this antagonist, who has reached the end of his rope. He's a bit unhinged. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I'm glad. I mean, I'm I'm glad. I think that this series could be considered one of those that was canceled, um, mm. or maybe just you know what Netflix has said. Okay, it's time to wrap it up. We're you know yeah, we're I mean, done. Five parts, I think, is enough. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I'm glad though I'm happy that they for them. Yeah, that they they were <laughs> able to to complete it. I think that's what then, you know what I mean? So as a fan of the show, I can be like, okay, maybe it was canceled, but they, they wrapped it up for me. And so now I. But is it over, Chris? <laughs> let's go into, let's, let's go into news from here. Cool. Okay. Yes, please do. <laughs> Park Hae Soo, one of the stars of Netflix's Squid Game, is the star in the Korean adaptation of Money Heist. There you go. There's your news. <laughs> well, and and somebody in my and comments said that there was a Berlin spinoff coming in 2023. What? I don't know how true that is, but uh, okay. So okay, let's go back to your news. Why? <laughs> because money, Chris. I no, I. That's not the right answer. I mean, it is the right Theref- answer, but it's not. Therefore, because you know, there's another documentary coming with. Um, uh, yes, uh, Tiger, Tiger King. King, Doc Antle story. Yes, like talk about <laughs> things that's absolutely using a thing. Things that don't need to exist. That, yeah, yeah, d- d- exactly. Like season two didn't need to exist. Like after watching that, I was like, this offers no actual reward. Correct. There's yeah. There's no point. Yeah, it was. It was not. I mean, they were riding on the the cultural phenomena that was Tiger King. Yeah. You know, and... (sighs) Okay, quick aside. Did you watch the show uh, The Coyotes on Netflix? Have you seen that? No, I've seen it. I've seen it on there, but I didn't get to it. Okay, I'm like 10 minutes away from finishing it. Um, Okay. So I'll be doing a review very soon for that. But there's um, there's a character in this who looks like a chubbier Joe Exotic. I, Amazing. I, I mean, he doesn't have a mullet, but the facial hair, it's, I just, I, no joke, every time he's on there, I see, that's all I see. So, anyway, <laughs> okay, totally aside. Okay, um, going back to... W- <sighs> they do this, bef- they've done this before, like Designated Survivor uh-huh. got a c- Korean version of this. Was it Korean or Chinese? Oh, I don't I know. I think it was Korean. I, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, it got a world cinema release that wasn't English um, remake, I guess, like from beginning. Same story, and I'm guessing this will be the same story, but so what's the point of it? Because this is not even American, it's it's Spanish. Yeah. Casa de Papa. Yeah. yeah, right? Yeah. It's, it's, so it's not like it's, so why? <laughs> yeah, and I, I mean. And it's too early. It is too early, and I think, though, I, I think any... 
any series that tries to copy or anybody that tries to copy this one, I mean, some of the magic of this show was the writing. I mean, the writing is Mm. incredibly clever. And especially at the beginning, the first two seasons are very fast paced, um, twists and turns, uh, excellently done to give us good character depth, give us a whole lot of misdirection and mystery and intrigue all the while then putting us in the middle of this caper. And it just, it, yeah. you know, like I, I remember when I first, I, cause I came late to the game. I think season two had already been out or it had just come something like that. And I, yeah, I, I had as well. Yeah. And I'm, mm. you know, I started watching this and I'm like, oh, I can't stop. <laughs> well, I, I think it's too early. I agree. I don't know why though, why they're doing that. That's just, no, it's, it's, it's yeah. I don't even know. Like, what? What? How did you get this greenlit? You know how popular Money Heist is. Let's do our version of it, but have it the same thing. Nobody thought to say no. Well, because probably like, the cash. Why? Yeah, but see, but, I mean, did you say it was South the fans Korean? Are just gonna. Is it? Is it? Yeah, I, th- I think so because it's the same from Squid Game, right? Yeah, it's this. Yeah, from Squid Game, it's the same actor. So, yeah. This is not to. I. I want our South Korean um, creators to keep doing what they're doing. They are creating yeah. amazing content. So is it Netflix riding on the coattails of the popularity of the Korean series at, at the moment? Maybe, but stop. I hope not. Don't do that. Let, yeah. let yeah. that cinema create the content that it has been excelling at and bringing us, yeah, exactly. you know, and so we get more of that. I don't, we we need more original content. We don't need more of the rehashing of what already has been done. Mm. So, speaking of which, if if that are yes. you are you done on on that part of the news? Did you have more to add to that? Absolutely. No. Okay. Um, <laughs> I I saw. Um, supposedly, there is a direct sequel to the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That is coming. Yeah, net. I had no idea this was coming. Yeah, Netflix is doing it, right? Yeah, I saw, and I saw this from the studio. I mean, the uh, Lionsgate, I think, is who, or Legendary, somebody, whoever the studio is that that put that. They were the ones that said February twenty twenty two coming to Netflix. You know, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre direct sequel to the original, and it was funny reading all the comments on that. It was like we already had a direct <laughs> sequel to the original. We've already had that. Yeah, I, do you understand? Why? Again, yeah, why? I don't know. I don't I don't get Oh You know there's some films you can see that are just gonna flop like from the beginning. Yeah. This feels like one that's like doomed. And I feel sorry for the the actors because they're like, Whoa, we're in a Texas Chainsaw Massacre sequel, it's gonna do well. But actually they uh, they haven't thought about it properly. It's again it's cash grabbing on the tails of an IP that's probably needs to be left alone for a while. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And it's, especially when you take it in context of the second, the sequel to the sequel of Halloween, this last one just wasn't as good as it could have been. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, s- stop. Just just don't. I mean, what? <laughs> why don't we get original? Why don't we get original horror? Or take even, you take some of these stories that have not been adapted yet that are horror movie, you know, and anyway, it, it depressed me when I saw that. I mean, I'll still watch, but 
Well, some some better news. Yes. Of what we were talking about last week on Jinji Aito. Uh Uh-huh. And I mentioned I was talking about the Gyo, the the fish one. Yes. Uh, Tokyo Fish Attack. So there's an actual anime movie that they adapted. Seriously. It's already been made. Yeah, it's out. So we need to watch that. It came out in 2011. Okay. It was it, it's Aniplex, so it's got some good backing towards it. It's still horror adult R-rated, so they've kept to the original Ooh. kind of. And I've seen some of the stills, and it looks, yeah, pretty weird, pretty out there. So is, hopefully I would have seen it by next week. We it, can talk about it. Yeah. Can do you know? Can you rent it? Is that I mean video on demand? Yeah, I'm or? pretty sure it's okay. like on. You will definitely find it anyway online. I think. Okay. Because it's that old nice nice so aniplex is probably on some sort of anime oh sure wherever you watch anime okay yeah one of those okay uh but yeah i'm very excited to talk about that because uh, i i should probably temper my expectations (laughs) it's anime (laughs) but yeah yeah okay i'm just excited to see those like there's the still the stills moving basically yeah yeah <laughs> the artwork how is weird they cool can get. so if they can yeah it's very great yeah do that uh okay so sh- do you have more news I have one more that i'm really excited okay. that i hope happens uh guillermo del toro okay. he wants to yeah. make at the mountains of madness and he has pitched the project to netflix but he why do i know that that is uh What's- lovecraft Right. That's why I know that. Yeah. Here's the thing, though, that got me. He wants to take it in a weirder direction. Dude, it's and already Lovecraft. weird. Yeah. <laughs> how do you make it weirder than that? I don't know. And I don't even know how he can make I mean, the, it, the story is amazing. I love the story. But, yeah. Anyway, I okay. I, I don't know if they've picked it up yet or not. I'm on board for that. I'm totally amazing. on board, yeah. So hopefully we'll see in the next few years maybe um, – something come of this because I mean you have Lovecraft <laughs> that's already weird you have Guillermo del Toro who's who does weird and then if he wants to take weird and make it weirder okay I'm on board <laughs> absolutely <laughs> I mean just his name has me going yes yes don't don't have to tell me what it is just yes exactly but now now double yes yes amazing that's all I got <laughs> <laughs> okay uh what are we looking forward to coming this week so the thing I'm most um, there's two things I'm really excited about. One's a Netflix film called Two. <laughs> Have you yes. Seen? Did you see? Because it looks so messed up. Did you read the description? Uh, yeah, just the premise. <laughs> two people wake up after they've been sewn together, but there's a, a sinister reason why. And I'm like this looks crazy. Yeah, and it's not like Human Centipede where they were, you know, that that <laughs> no, this no, is their abdomens no. are sewn together. Which yeah, yeah, the abdomens. Yeah, that's yeah, not. It's not. Like butt to mouth, none of that stuff. Yeah, yeah, is right. I can I can quite happily say that I've never seen Human Centipede. Neither have I, and uh, I won't ever be watching it. Nope, nope, no desire. Or the sequels. Nope. (laughs) Or any prequels. Nope. Or sequels, prequels. Nope. I'm good. Don't need it. (laughs) No, I don't need that in my life. (laughs) No. (laughs) Uh, But but yeah, two Uh looks great, Mm -hmm. Uh, and. You're going to be jealous of this one. I'm going to see a certain big title, and the, I believe there won't be an embargo of it, and I can drop it tomorrow uh, night, possibly Tuesday morning. One of the three big films that's coming out this year. Can you guess which it is? Are you seeing Don't Look Up? 
Oh, no. Oh. No, no. No. Oh, uh, wait. I'm looking through my stuff here of what I have coming up. <laughs> you are not seeing Matrix, are you? I'm not seeing the Matrix, Okay. No. I, I will be, but it's not, not, no, that's not the one. Okay. I don't even... Let's let's say if I give you a clue that there's they're kind of like spies. Uh, they normally dress quite sharply. There's been two films in the franchise so far. This is a prequel. <laughs> I I've really stumped you. Yeah, well, and it's something that I don't have on my calendar, so it's ticking me off. Okay, what, what? is it? <laughs> yeah, what? what? No, you have to guess. I'm not telling you. They Okay, so there's been two. They dress like spies? Yeah, very suave. Once you've been trained, um, <gasps> they... <laughs> Are you... Ki- manners maketh the man? Yes, that's the one. Are you kidding me? You get to see that <laughs> yeah, this somehow early? somehow there's... Somehow there's early public screenings that you just had to sign up to, uh, which I did. And uh, yeah, we're off to see that tomorrow night. And they haven't said anything about embargoes or anything. So I'm just going to be like, woohoo. So for anybody that doesn't know what we're talking about, it is the King's Man. Yeah, I'm very excited about this one, actually, because this is one that we thought we're probably going to get swept under the rug because of the Matrix and Spider-Man. Yeah. Which is why I'm guessing they're doing these early screenings, at least here in the UK. I Sorry, Chris. I, <laughs> <laughs> I knew this one would irk you. <laughs> Dang. Oh. Uh, when I told John, because we had John, the uh, the composer, yeah. he called up his his friends and got himself to the same screening just like that. <laughs> so he, he obviously knows some people. He knows the right people. Wow. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Oh, I'm jealous. That, uh, okay. Anyway, so I'll let you know how it is. Yeah, yeah with <laughs> no, no spoilers. spoilers. You bet. <laughs> no spoilers. <laughs> the best bits are. Yeah, exactly. Please tell me. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I've been looking for it because I've seen. Um, I don't think I've sh- they've seen any new trailers, but I've seen the trailer that I've seen before, and I've seen it recently, and I I enjoy it. It makes me just want to see more of it. Yeah, it. it I was a little bit miffed when they first said, "Oh, this is a prequel." I was like, "No, I just want you to carry on yeah. the characters I really like." But when I saw the trailer, I was like, "Okay, this looks good. <laughs> yeah, this looks fun. Yeah, yeah." And do you know? So, Who's playing um, Rasputin? No. Reese Evans. Do I know Reese Evans? Yeah, um, Notting Hill, um, the weird guy. Oh, really? Oh, him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, amazing. Yeah, yeah. As soon as you said not Notting Hill, I was like, oh. I mean, I know he's been in yeah, so many great. other things, but that's just the one that always pops into my head with him. And yeah, that's <laughs> I get it, yeah. <laughs> amazing. Oh, okay, well... Uh, what are you looking forward to? Uh, the Unforgivable with Sandra Bullock. Looks dark. Yes, yeah. it does. Yes. Doesn't look happy. N- yeah. No, no, it does not. Um, I'm also looking forward to two or dose. Um, mm. Then we've talked about it. I finally got the screeners. <laughs> I'm so excited because 
season two of Centaur World is coming this week. And I yes, am. Yes, it is. We can finally talk about it. Oh, I'm going to be binging it the rest of this weekend. And I, oh, I want me some comfortable Doug. <laughs> that's. <laughs> yes, that's, exactly. I might do that tomorrow because I haven't binged them either. Nice. So uh, I've seen just that first episode, but. I might sit down and watch some comfortable Doug. Everybody <laughs> needs a bit of comfortable Doug in their life. Absolutely. But are you comfortable? Shaman <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, King is an anime I've really enjoyed. They had the first season come out recently, and that's dropping this week. So Ooh. probably we'll be talking anime a little bit. Okay. Uh, new, new episodes of that. But other than that, Netflix is fairly light uh, compared to their usual like let's drop 12 seasons on one day um i'm sure there's things coming out at the cinema is anything that you're Mm. or other networks that you've nothing that's really because there's that one season i'm going through at the moment um station 11 which is that's hbo right totally embargoed yeah hbo which is I really want to talk about it but i think it's on the 12th okay yeah they haven't gotten back to me Mm. yet i've i've reached out and crickets okay so but yeah mm. that um you because you had messaged me and you're like ask for this now dude yeah yeah <laughs> it's like okay get, get this uh, it's your type of weird i think oh nice right on okay mm. yeah i don't even know anything about it like i didn't i didn't um yeah don't don't find anything else about it. yeah i thought i figured just, that might be the best way to to approach this one and just dive in and experience it so but definitely we'll be talking about that when that comes out soon. Station 11. Look out soon, kids. Nice. To a, a an audio podcast near you. We'll be talking about that. This audio podcast uh, near you, preferably. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but I think that's that's everything I've got. Okay. Well, cool. Well, thank you, everybody, for tuning in, for staying with us. Um, as always, uh, we do appreciate you listening to us. And if you can, rate and review us as much as possible, wherever you happen to listen to. I guess you could probably only rate and review us once. Um, But you could do it on multiple (laughs) platforms if you'd like. That would help us out a lot. Um, And always, as well, you can tweet at us at bestwewatched. Um, We are on the Twitter. On the Twitter. We're on Twitter. and uh, We're on the tweeter. The tweeter's there. Yep. Um, (laughs) That gum. You sound like Mater. (laughs) If you ever want to... look at what we look like that was good speaking right there i talk good um if you've only ever listened to the podcast and you ever want to check us out uh on youtube to see how goofy we are sometimes not goofy looking but just goofy together um you can hit up uh, ruben at the ruby tuesday uh on youtube that's it's very easy to search and he will be the first one that pops up the ruby tuesday or you can check out me chris at the not the movies and munchies i know what channel i'm on Hmm. you know hey but um okay so until next week thanks so much for listening and we'll catch y'all next time